Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs and Pastor Keith Radke of River Community Church in West Jordan. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke here with Pastor Steve Pearson. Last episode, we were talking about God, Bible difficulties. Who is God? What is God? Uh, is there one true God? Are there many gods? We started that talk, and we want to continue that today. You can go to shoutsofgraceradio.com to catch the last episode if you missed it and uh, get up to speed. But here today, we uh, tell you what, I'm like my mind is racing, Pastor Steve, after uh, that last conversation, and uh, we've already gotten some responses from listeners, and uh, we had a couple of questions for you. The first one is, Pastor Steve, do you always wear a hat when you do radio? <laughs> I do when you, um, except for Sundays, when you when you lose your hair, you try to cover that. Um, in yeah, so okay, I do. <laughs> okay, and then and then the other, and this is really serious, Pastor Steve, is do you prefer Vans or Chuck Taylors? <laughs> Definitely Chuck's. <laughs> okay. So if you want to uh, weigh in on these uh, questions of Bible difficulties here on Shouts of Grace Radio, visit shoutsofgraceradio.com and contact us. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor Steve, I really couldn't help it. <laughs> hey, so last time we, we brought up a couple of really important uh, realities, truths from the Bible about God. And, and, and in this series called Bible Difficulties, we are trying to wrestle with Things that are difficult, things that people, um, uh, you know, have objections to. People say there are contradictions; um, they're too hard to understand, or maybe maybe the opposite. They're overly simplistic. It's just you know, pie in the sky and and butterflies and rainbows, just to believe that there's one God who loves everybody and wants everybody to live with Him in heaven forever, right? And so we started off with this reality: you know, the one true God, or is there only one God? And just to bring people up to speed, we we discussed the fact from Psalm 115 that there is one true God who exists, and and everybody's worshiping something. Everybody calls something or someone, uh, some entity, some statue, some pursuit a God, but the reality is there's only one true God. We saw from Psalm 102 that God is eternal. That is, he's always existed from eternity or, or from everlasting to everlasting. So from the past to the future, our concept of time, our concept is very linear, but the Bible deals with eternity as, as a now, as, as, a, as, a, as, as where God is. God is in eternity. And he is finally, as the existing, and may I say self-existing, eternal God, there is only one, Isaiah 45 Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28, deal with even Satan's uh, acceptance, uh, Lucifer's rejection of the one true God, but his acceptance of the reality. Here, the reason why there's so many religions here in our time, the reason why people are confused on questions of who God is and what God has done is because that is the great lie of, of Lucifer, of the enemy, of Satan, is to make people believe that anything other than the one true God is is true. So right. so Lucifer is not he does not care if we're setting up altars and temples to him. He does not care about the church of Satan. He does not care about all that. The only thing he cares about 
is that people are not worshiping the one true God. And, and this is a reality from the get-go. Right? When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they were faced with the temptation, if you do this, you will become like God. Right? So now, now you don't have to view God as a superior. You don't have to view God as your authority. Now you can see God as an equal. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't need to depend on him. You don't need to rely on him because now you can have in yourself all of the the powers, the abilities, the knowledge, the intuition, et cetera, et cetera, of what is God or who is God or whatever you want God to be. You are now God. I mean, and that's the great lie. So as we talk about the reality of God, how do we begin to address that topic there? Like why and, – and, and this is just a difficult – frankly, this is difficult. How do you tell a person you're not God? You're not the center of the universe. <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I, I'll, I'll say this, Keith. You know, the enemy post fall, he has he has a um, he has something inside of man as a result of the fall that that gives him easy access. You know, outside of worship of God, easy access to this to this you know universal. You know, everything is God. I mean, it's it's, it's just an easy road for him because it's inside of us, right? Here's 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 how Romans one puts it. Listen to this. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Listen, who in their unrighteousness suppress the truth for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in that things that have been made. So they're without excuse. Now, listen. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking. And so here's here's why this is important. When it says that although they knew God, the word knew there means perceived. In other words, there isn't a denial that the perception of God seen in the things that he has been made, that he has made, isn't a reality to them. Mm-hmm. They have known God. They perceive God. But because they didn't honor him, then it says they became futile in their thinking. That's in the aorist passive. That's just a fancy way to say that they were brought into the folly of their thoughts. Hmm. So so there was a process that took place when God shows you something about him and you don't honor what's clearly perceived, then you are brought to futility. It's, it's a growing cancer in the mind and the and the intellect of man that darkens them to what they have perceived and doesn't allow them to worship God. And so there, there's when when we talk about why people have you know all kinds of different views of God, it's not because God hasn't shown them, Keith. It's he's it's clearly seen that man are without excuse. It's man has in himself this inability inability to acknowledge someone outside of him as being the 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 ruler of his life and that creates this process mm-hmm. where futile thinking begins and it just carries on into darkness and it's what the bible addresses as unbelief and this yes. unbelief is not because you've never seen a unicorn you don't believe in unicorns yeah you know it, it it's not it's not that it's it's i've seen the reality or the evidences of god okay i i, I can see it in creation revealed in the cellular you know, structure of DNA re- revealed in, in the eye and the intricacies of the design of the eye in human life, in nature. I've seen all of these things, and it's obviously pointing to a designer 
but I'm choosing not to believe that there is a designer. That's right. The, the revelation is there. It's, it's not ignorance anymore, right? A a absolutely. And here's what happens when you become futile in your thinking. He goes on and tells you the byproduct of futility. You exchange the glory of the immoral, uh, immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals mm -hmm. and creeping things. That when, 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 when you do not acknowledge and worship God as a result of what he has shown you and you become futile in your thinking, there's an exchange. Right. Now you take God off the throne and, and now Psalm 115, everything else goes up there. Everything from, from the likeness, you know, I've, I've, I've heard people say things, you know, Keith, like, like they'll say, well, you know, talking about other religions or other, or other Christian movements and stuff, they'll say, well, you know, no, no man can come up with this, mm -hmm. you know? Well, mm -hmm. absolutely. Man can come up with some pretty fascinating things. I mean, you look at, you look at the story of, of Jeroboam, right? When, when Jeroboam split from, from, from Rehoboam in the South, go and read what he did. He established, he took a lot of elements of truth that right. the South had and he established a hierarchy a priesthood. He established a golden calf as that which would be worshipped. He established religious holidays. All of them were were a were a came from a fragment of the truth of what right. he had acknowledged when he was serving God. But here's the thing, Keith. That lasted from from what nine thirty BC to seven twenty two until Assyria came and, and, and took them over. Right. That lasted almost two hundred years. Right. So so man can do quite a bit with a lie. Right. Right. That's <laughs> so true. you know what I'm saying. So that's what happens when your heart is darkened and your mind becomes futile. Then you exchange the truth of God for a lie because you can't. There's no. There's no void. There's no void when it comes to the reality of God. And so if we're going to reject the one true God as he has been revealed, we have to replace it with something. That's what you're saying, right? There yep. has to be an exchange. And that exchange is anything. And, you know, even addressing and, – and this this is interesting here – even addressing the atheist, what is the atheist saying when they say there is no God? Yeah. Personally, I, I would say the atheist is saying – well, I am God. That's right. I, I am God because now I know everything there is to know. I can perceive everything that can be perceived. And I have determined beyond the shadow of a doubt with absolute authority that there is no God. That, I mean, think about it. If you're going to think about this logically, the atheist who says there is no God is saying that they have achieved all wisdom, knowledge, and experience that is available to be uh, attained. And they have come to the conclusion based on all the facts. That's right. All reality that there is no God. Was it Herod? What happened to him when he stood out and and proclaimed or allowed the people to acknowledge him as a God? What what happened to Nebuchadnezzar when he went out and and said, Look at everything that I've done? You right. know, you're a hundred percent right, Keith. It you know, atheism you know, is this understanding, like we said in Ecclesiastes 3.11, that God's placed eternity in people's hearts. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's there. You can't deny it. You're going to worship something or someone. Right. And right. so if it isn't deity, if it isn't something you fashioned with your own hands, don't don't be mistaken. It's just you. Right. You, it's your intellect. It's I'm the master of of my own. You know, I'm the captain of my own ship. I, I chart my own course, and 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 then you start to rely on your own intellect, right? right? And so you are going to worship something, right? right. And and so you're you're 100 percent right. You know, it's, it's it's exchanging again. 
the image of God for corruptible man. Right. Right. And and now you become the source, which is extremely dangerous because the Bible would say um, in several places that that the heart of man is ex- is, is exceedingly wicked. Right. Who can know it? Right. It's it's to its core. Now you are placing your your eternal you know trust in something that is that is corrupt to the core. And you become the final quarter of arbitration when it comes to truth, which if everybody assumed that role, let's mm-hmm. be honest, if there's nothing objective, Keith, and everything is subjective and your feelings and your emotions is what dictate how you're going to believe, then if I believe different than you, then my feelings are just as valid as yours. That's right. Why are yours more valid than mine? If you say this is true and I say it's wrong, then n- 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 now you have this crazy contradiction, which Abraham Lincoln said, God can't be for and against the same thing at the same time. That, that, that That's ludicrous, right? right but right. if you believe this because you're the source of your truth and I believe something different because I'm the source of my truth. Now, what do you have? You have relativism. You, you have everything, you know, whatever you want to believe, you believe. And, and now we end up in something that that's, that's a dirty pit, you know, so. Something we would call a conundrum. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. So, Pastor Steve, we have a conundrum. We have objections to the reality of God as he has revealed himself through creation, through sending his son Christ, through the word, through the conscience. Romans chapter 1, 2, and 3 kind of deals with that, right? Creation, conscience, and Christ is is how God has revealed himself to us. We we When we say that there is no God, putting ourselves for a second in the shoes of the atheist, when we say that there is no God, we're basically saying we've attained all wisdom and knowledge to be able to make that determination. If we all believe that we are God or that we are the final authority, then nobody is the final authority. There is and all you have is chaos, right? There is no order. It's all chaos. That was the conclusion of the book of Judges was that everybody did what was right in their own eyes. They had completely rejected the authority of God and their culture, the society. Everything was in total meltdown. And God God had to do some pretty radical things to put them back on course. Now, here again, answering the objections to the existence of God, what about the agnostic? How do we have a conversation, a respectful conversation with somebody who says, well, I'm agnostic, I just don't know, or I'm not sure? You know, right. there, there could be something. It, it, is there more honesty in the agnostic than the atheist? Or, or again, just trying to be trying to be sensible, but also uh, uh, sensitive. H- how do we address that? Maybe it's the person who says, I, I just don't want to think about it or right. or I don't I don't know. And so I'm, I'm OK being agnostic about it. Right. I would say. There's there's two types of revelation that God has given to mankind that he can that he can be known by, if you will. And and I and I use that term loosely and you'll see what I mean. First, there's general revelation, right? Um, Psalm Psalm 19 verse one says the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky, God in the sky proclaims his handiwork. Right. There, there's general revelation that God has given to everybody that that it's in creation. Right. He is. He has given you an understanding that there's that where there's a design, there has to be a designer, right? But and and so pe- people can relate to God on that, but but that doesn't connect the dots to to what we would ultimately call salvation. Then we would say there's personal revelation, 
right? The personal revelation is when God reveals himself to you personally, not generally, through the means by which he's chosen, which is his son, Jesus Christ. That's the personal revelation. With that revelation comes some specific things. Number one, an acknowledgement of who you are before God. So, so there's a brokenness. There, there's, an, there, there's, a, there's an awareness that you have offended God. This is part of, this is part, this will be part of personal revelation. Everyone's personal revelation will, will, will differ in some regards as to their life and their calling. But the initial personal revelation, we, we, we do share commonality that we realize we're a sinner. And that God is holy and perfect, right? And that we realize that the consequence for sin is death. And that God says it's not just a physical death, there's an eternal death, right? The soul that sins will die, is what he said, right? We realize that there is a way out in the person of Jesus Christ through the propitiation that is offered in his blood. That's the satisfaction of God's judgment for what I have done. And then God then takes us and adopts us. And so so the personal revelation is where God wants to take the general revelation, stir up the heart and soul of a human to say there's someone else and something else, and then God will reveal personally himself, but he only reveals himself, Keith, through the Son. Mm. There, there is no revelation of God outside of the means or the person which he's provided, which is Jesus Christ. So a person that would say, well, I know God, I'm spiritual, but they don't have a personal revelation of their own standing before God in the person of Christ, you don't know God. I mean, that, that, that's just a reality because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. And so I would say the general revelation, an agnostic or an atheist can, can, can look at and have no excuse, but it's that inquiring heart that says there's someone else in something else. There cannot be a design without a designer. Then God gives them the revelation of Christ, and that's what saves them. The general revelation will save no one. It will hold them accountable, and if they never hear the gospel, then we can entrust that to a just God, mm. that the light of what they've been given will be brought before the throne and 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 God will deal with it in in his way but without the revelation of Jesus Christ and and apprehending that for yourself there there's no way of knowing God now i think the reality of christianity is that it offers that next level of revelation because so many religions even pseudo christian religions um, they they offer a revelation of God generally speaking that, that you can – I mean, there, there are religions out there that are not Christian, don't have biblical context, and they talk about a creation, and they talk about a flood, and they talk about angelic beings, messengers, servants from God, right? There's, there's similarities, okay? But th- that general revelation is never going to give you what biblical Christianity gives through the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that is a personal transformation and a personal relationship with God – through Jesus Christ, that Jesus became human, the Son of God, who was one with God, became human and stood in our place in punishment to 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 reconcile us to God, to to bring us back to our intended purpose to have a relationship with God. So even in how we address the matter of God, we are saying that that there are these general realities about God that are revealed in the Bible, but could also be seen in other things. They don't necessarily lead you into that that life-changing connection with That's God. Right. But God reveals personally himself through his son, Jesus Christ, and then each one of us personally, individually, has to come to terms with that, and we have to do what Jesus began his earthly ministry with. We have to repent. Right. We have to change our mind, 
change our mindset, begin to see it the way that it is. And from there, we believe, right? It says, repent and believe for the kingdom of God is at hand. So, Pastor Steve, just in these last couple of minutes, if a person is saying, all right, I'm willing to accept the general revelation of God, how do they begin a personal relationship with God as he has revealed himself through Jesus Christ? Right. So so when Paul went to Athens, there were a lot of different beliefs there, right? And there were people that had a lot of different understandings about God. And, and then he saw, he saw, um, you know, a, a, a thing entitled, um, to the unknown God. Hmm. Right. And, and, and it was on that, that he then went to the philosophers and he started to expand on that. I, I want to tell you about this thing that you have over there to the unknown God. I want to tell you who he is. Right. And so they even acknowledge that in all of their earthly wisdom, that there was probably something that they're not, they're not understanding. They're not acknowledging. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And as a result of it, there, there were many that, that trusted in, in, in God. And so what, when, when Paul preached, he preached the unknown God to be known through the person of Christ. And so I would say to the person that accepts the general revelation and says, hey, look, man, I, I know there's someone out there. There's something else out there. None of this could be. I just don't know who it is. I would ask you to assess the options. Here's the option. You don't have to go very far. You can look inside yourself and understand that there's, a, there's an evilness inside of you. You are drawn to do wrong. Right. It's 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 a default of yourself. Ask yourself why go to the scripture and understand when the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse nine, that the heart is deceitfully wicked. The Bible is giving you answers to your internal problems. It's Mm. telling you Mm. why you are the way you are, why you think the way you think. And then it's giving you the solution in the person of Christ that you could be justified before God through him. And so the personal revelation comes, Keith, when you realize the general is true and you're seeking to understand more, God is searching for those people mm. that are looking for him. If you draw near to God in the slightest way, he will draw near to you. If that drawing near to God is in simple acknowledgement of general revelation, God will not leave you hanging. He will That's come right. at you and he will give you the next piece and it will be personal, but hang on because he will come up into your grill and he will <laughs> show you why you are the way you are and what you need from him in the person of Christ. And he offers the solution to our sin problem. He offers a solution to our emptiness. He offers the answer to eternity. That's another thing, and and we're going to wrestle with that as we continue our series on Bible difficulties. There is an eternal life Mm. after death, and there is an eternal judgment after death. What are you going to do? Do you know where you're going? That is simply settled by believing in Jesus Christ by accepting God as he has revealed himself to us, how holy he is, our condition, how unholy we are, and the solution, Jesus Christ the righteous, who became the atoning sacrifice, the propitiation for our sins, so that way we could be reconciled to God. So, boy, this has been a fast-paced conversation on the topic of God. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. You can visit shoutsofgraceradio.com to uh, take a listen to the first part of this conversation on who is God. Mainly, we want you to know God, that he has revealed himself as gracious, as loving, as merciful, full of loving kindness, ready to forgive sins. And all we need to do is to trust in him, to believe in him, and then to begin to grow in that relationship 
loving and following him. If we can help you with that, reach out to us, shoutsofgraceradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, Pastor Steve, that's all we have for today. It's awesome. All right. We'll be back next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is a joint outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show, and from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. 